You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I am Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Sports Network at WPTS Radio Station, and I am an assistant at ACC Network. Folks, we got a good show coming up today. We're going to talk how real is Kenny Pickett's Heisman candidacy. We'll also talk about Brennan Armstrong, his status, what it could mean with him in there, even with bruised ribs, and previewing why this defensive line is so critical in this upcoming matchup. All that and more coming up on Lockdown Pick. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Let's go on and talk a little bit about Brennan Armstrong, a few things about Virginia. We will do that in the second segment, but first I want to get on about a big topic I've been wondering about. You know, Kenny Pickett and his Heisman campaign, right? How feasible is it now that we are in what week, is this week 11? I mean, we are deep into the season, probably deeper than week 11, right? Two games left. Probably week 12, 13, if you go on those, you know, the NCAA games, we're probably in week 13 right now, week 12, something like that. And Pitt is certainly in a very real discussion for national recognition. They've kept that up throughout the entire year. They're 8-2, and two, sitting number 20 overall in the AP poll now. Pitt is ranked this deep into the season. It feels so different, doesn't it? It doesn't feel like a normal season for Pitt football because it's not. And what's also not normal is talking about Pitt having a Heisman candidate. You know, we haven't talked about Pitt having a Heisman candidate since Larry Fitzgerald back in 2003. Right, and Larry Fitzgerald obviously has gone on to be one of the best receivers over the past 15 years and all of that great things. He's been a phenomenal receiver, and he probably should have won that Heisman, but that can be an argument for a different day. (laughs) Instead, let's talk about Heisman candidacy right now. Let's talk about Kenny Pickett. Does Kenny Pickett have the stats to win the Heisman Trophy right now? Well, I'll say this. I think he's up there because you kind of look at everything – Stats-wise, and where he ranks. And you're going to find the guy being pretty high on all of those lists. Second in completion percentage. Second in completions per game, right? First in passing efficiency in the ACC. Seventh nationally. He's fourth in passing touchdowns nationally. He's fifth in passing yards. So this is a guy that is top five in just about every single category when you look at true play. In terms of just total offense, third in the ACC, second in total offense in the ACC, only behind Mr. Brennan Armstrong himself. Kenny Pickett is high on all the surface level stats, in front of Bryce Young on a good few of those as well. So, listen, he's right there with Bryce Young statistically, right? He's right there with him. CJ Stroud, he's right there with him. He's right there in lockstep with both of those guys. And that's an impressive thing. 
Kenny Pickett is above them or with them in all those stats. And then you look at some specific stats. You know, the last time we did this, we broke down his passing stats, his deep passing stats. Still to this day, there is no one with a better completion percentage of with passes traveling over 15 yards or more in the nation than Kenny Pickett. He's thrown more touchdown passes of more than 15 yards or more than anyone else in the nation as well. Kenny Pickett is a guy that looks great under pressure. Best completion percentage in the NCAA this year as well. So two things to hang your cap on. It's Kenny Pickett's deep throwing ability or intermediate to deep throwing ability. And it's also Kenny Pickett's ability under pressure. Kenny Pickett has been phenomenal under both of those circumstances. And that's what he hangs his hat on. He's truly an elite deep passer now. He's truly an elite passer under pressure. And that's been something that when you look at Kenny Pickett has been the staple this year. And, yes, the surface stats are all there. Yes, the, 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 he has things to hang his head on. The, the completion percentage on the deep balls, the completion percentage on the blitzes, and, and you know, what, what he's looking at, what QB rating, both. Both are, are exactly, exactly true to him and, and everything you look at. And his special ability, his leadership ability, his gutsy moments that he's had throughout the year. I'll say this. Is he going to win it? I don't think he wins it. I think it's feasible he could. But I think Bryce Young has a, you know, a Bama team. C.J. Stroud has an Ohio State team that is really humming right now. And those guys are going to get the more likely ability to win that award. Which is whatever. I mean, looking at C.J. At, at Stroud, he's played amazing since the Oregon loss. Looking at Bryce Young, he's absolutely been great. So is Kenny Pickett. But losing to Western Michigan and Miami is going to hurt his his status. I mean, it just is. It's not his fault. It's absolutely not his fault they lost to Western Michigan. It's not his fault they lost to Miami. But those two interceptions in that Miami game are going to stay in some voters' minds. Now, I'll tell you what is likely. I think that Kenny Pickett could get that invite to New York. I think we could see Kenny Pickett up there. You know, right now he's fifth in odds behind C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Kenneth Walker, and Matt Corral. And... I think that we can look at Kenny Pickett's season, put him up against any quarterback in the nation right now, and you could easily say Kenny Pickett could win. You can make a very real argument that Kenny Pickett can win as the Heisman. I just stated it for you. The surface stats are all great. He's an efficient passer past 15 yards. He's fantastic under pressure. No one comes close to him in the pressure stats. No one really comes that close to him in the deep passing stats. The volume stats are there too. Everything about it is there. And if Pitt wins you know, the ACC championship game or they, they win the Coastal and go to the ACC championship, it's absolutely going to be right there. And you can make an argument for the prime relevancy of Kenny Pickett and what he did for the team. And that's the exact point of this all, is that Kenny Pickett has the resume to, at the very least, get an invite to New York and, and sit amongst those guys. And even if he doesn't win, and I don't think he will, I think that loss to Miami is kind of a death knell to him. He's got a chance. I understand if, you know, Young and, and Stroud don't play well or anything like that. I wouldn't bet that he wins this Heisman Award. I will bet that he goes to New York, though. And I think he's deservingly so. Kenny Pickett has had a phenomenal season. The reason that Pitt right now is 8-2, and two, number 20, ranked in the AP pool. They're looking down at a Coastal Championship, a potential Coastal Championship, a potential ACC Championship, a New Year's Six Bowl. All of that's on the table because of Kenny Pickett and because of what he's done this year. And he truly, truly deserves it. All right, folks, let's switch gears a little bit. and Let's head over and talk about 
Brandon Armstrong and this UVA offense and why it might not be all that great. However, folks, first, I'm going to let you guys know about NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls off over your eyes. Now, just imagine, is this how you are running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Folks, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow, and it's all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying ahead of your competition. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com dot slash locked on NCAA. Again, that's locked on NCAA. You can head over there for a special end of the year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Folks, have you heard about prize picks? If you haven't yet, you need to because I love it and I know that you will too. PrizePicks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and they offer all the star players of the Power Five from Kenny Pickett to all the mid-major players that you may have never even heard of. They offer any prop from yardage, touchdowns, any type of yardage or touchdowns you might think of, even interceptions thrown or interceptions happening. All of that there on prize picks. Folks, all you have to do is use our promo code and you receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use our promo code Locked On and that's our promo code Locked On for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. All you have to do is pick two to five players in an over/under in their projections and you can win up to ten times on any entry. And it's just you versus those projected numbers. Feel free to also do mixed sport entries as you see fit. Don't hesitate to check out PrizePicks.com and use the promo code Locked On or go to your app store and download the app. Today, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Folks, what is going on? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Let's talk a little bit about Virginia and what they bring to the table. Listen, it's going to be a question of who plays quarterback for the Who's. On Saturday, and that really will, to be quite honest, change the complexion of the game, and in so many different ways. But here's the thing, and the thing that I keep coming back to, even if Brennan Armstrong suits up, is that I believe that Pitt overall is going to get after the quarterback. Right? They 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 lead the league in sacks. I mean, they lead the NCAA in sacks. So this is a team that generates pass rush. They generate pressures. They're going to hit the quarterback really no matter how good your offensive line is. The guy's going to take a lot of hits. And it's been proven all year that teams are not able to stop the pass rush, whether that's from the second level, even the third level, the D-line, whatever it might be. Teams are not going to be able to completely slow down this pass rush. And here's the thing with that. When you bring a guy with rib injuries into the fold against a team that leads the NCAA in sacks, that has so many pressures, that has so many QB hits on it, and littered throughout, you put that guy in a really tough spot. A really tough spot. And I think that's kind of the thing that I keep coming back to. Even if he does play, how effective is Brennan Armstrong going to be? Even when he doesn't get hit, it's on his left side. 
He's a left-handed quarterback. When he's rotating through that rib, it's going to hurt, flare up. I don't think he's going to be 100% healthy. You know, everything I've heard about rib injuries is awful. Just awful. And and he can play with a flak jacket. And he can play with all these other mitigating factors and try to just tough it out. But even if he does try to do that, you've got to wonder if they're going to have the Brennan Armstrong that they know is Brennan Armstrong. And listen, when he's in there, man, electric football player. Tough guy. Really tough guy. Accurate thrower. Solid runner, but with the broken ribs or bruised ribs, whatever they may be. How easy is it going to be for him to use his legs? How easy is it going to be for him to stand back there and take hits after hits? And, you know, they obviously have a better chance to win with Brennan Armstrong. I'm not here to say that. But here's a very interesting stat to me. Through circumstances or another, you look at teams that have faced Pitt this year. Eight of the ten quarterbacks did not finish the game. Eight of the ten. Joe Milton was knocked out with an injury. The UMass quarterback was knocked out with an injury. Ellaby was knocked out with an injury briefly. The UNH quarterback was benched. Jeff Sims was out for a little bit. DJ Oagley was benched, obviously, because of the performance. Holmberg was hurt. Sam Howe was ended up being banged up. So this pit defense punishes quarterbacks. And they really punish quarterbacks. And... The two that weren't listed in there were Braxton Burmeister in Virginia Tech, who Pitt obviously hit a lot of times in that game. He wasn't 100% coming off his shoulder injury, and it showed, and Virginia Tech only put up seven points in that game. And then the other one was Tyler Van Dyke. And Van Dyke stood in there, took a few really big shots, but overall, he was a guy that really played at a high level. And this is the thing. What type of factor... Are you kind of getting in on on with a guy with broken ribs, bruised ribs, rib cartilage, whatever it might be, against a D-line like this? It's really a stark contrast because you're going to have to alter your game plan. Because here's the thing. I'm Brennan Armstrong in this Virginia offense, as you will soon learn, as I talk about, well, we'll talk about all over this week, this is not a RPO quick team. This is not a team that gets the ball out quick. A lot of five-step, even seven-step drops for Brennan Armstrong. This is not a team that's a rhythm-based team where it was in, you know, against North Carolina, for example, Sam Howe absolutely was a short passing game team. You know, they had rhythm throws, they had RPOs, they had quick slants and all of that jazz. They had a ton of this quick game stuff, and that was kind of implemented into their offense, and it's not with Brennan Armstrong. They try to go deep. They try to flex the receiver talent, and man, they do have receiver talent, right? Dontavian Wicks is a phenomenal receiver. Keenton Thompson, who is just quite literally labeled athlete, football player, is a very talented football player. No doubt about it. They really do have quite a lot of talent on this team, especially at the receiver position. But the truth of the matter is, are you going to alter your entire offense to fit an injury against a team like this? It's going to be tough. It's really going to be tough for Virginia. It's It doesn't mean they can't do it. It doesn't mean they can't do it. I'll sh- I'm certain they're going to try. And they would be fools not to, right? Because you don't want that quarterback, Brennan Armstrong, getting hurt. You hope he's as healthy as he possibly can, but you don't want him to take a beating. Can you mitigate the pit D line in some manner to try and essentially protect your quarterback? I mean, Billy Kemp is there as well, right? They have so many 
talented receivers that you look at and you say, oh my goodness, Jeleni Woods is another guy, right? I mean, seriously, Rashawn Henry. They have so many talented receivers, you feel like they could pull it off. And with Armstrong, it's an undoubtedly dangerous offense. But Jay Wolfolk, you know, Wolfolk really didn't look great against Notre Dame. It's not that he isn't talented. He's played gutsy. But he's certainly inexperienced. And Pitt would love to face a guy like Jay Wolfolk, who just doesn't seem to have his feet under him yet, who doesn't seem to have the eyes and the, the arm and, and overall the overall mechanical ability to truly be there. If he, if Wolfolk is the starter, I like Pitt comfortably in this game. If Brennan Armstrong is the starter, we have a lot of questions. But the question will be, can Armstrong hold up throughout the course of the game? It's not going to be easy for him with that rib injury. And Pitt's defense has been unbelievable. The QB killers are back. And it's showcased it so far. Pitt has really done a great job of showcasing that. And, and Jim Hammett, with that stat from Rivals, you know, Pitt has really beaten up on the quarterback. I mean, they have not allowed these quarterbacks to sit back there with any time. And if Armstrong wants to run, he's going to get hit again. So it's going to be a tough, tough game for Brennan Armstrong if he plays. But if he can do it, Virginia certainly has a chance in this one. But they're going to have to alter their offense a little bit, I think, to protect him and also to try and be Pitt's defense in the best manner possible. All right, folks, we're going to talk about that Pitt D-line, why they are so big in this upcoming game. However, folks, first I want to let you know about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever with a new web interface with the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Because BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the pro basketball and football action this season. So head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, you can get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code locked on. Again, that's our promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from basketball football baseball postseason nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season bet online where the game starts Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. Let's talk a little bit about this Pitt defensive line because I think, as I said earlier, the defensive line is such a huge factor, especially in this Virginia game. Because of the Armstrong injury, yes, but also because you can't let those deep plays develop. And when I talk about what type of offense they are, and more importantly, what they're doing right now at Virginia, a lot of deep crossing routes, for example. A lot of deep fades. They really love to stretch the field. Virginia's offense is fun because they have a really solid offensive line that has often stepped up for their quarterback and has played up at a pretty high level. Now, they didn't do that last week, and the offensive line really fell down. Now, maybe it was because they were used to how Armstrong managed the pocket versus Wolfolk. Maybe. Just maybe. But, more importantly... I think it was that they had a down game. And it was a lot of stunts. It was a lot of interesting blitzes up the middle that got them. Pitt has plenty of those to come where they come from. But here's the thing. Cam Bright's playing at a high level. All the linebackers are playing at a high level, and they've turned into a really nice blitzing unit from the second level. The D-line has to do two things. Especially if Armstrong doesn't play. The biggest thing is this. One, 
don't let the running game go going. Do not let the running game get going. Whatever happens, do not let that running game get going. That is the last thing Pitt can allow to happen. And Virginia, to their credit, has really never gotten the running game going, at least at a high level. It doesn't mean they can't run the ball, but a lot of their running success has come off of Armstrong's legs. And when they are kind of just told to be a ground-and-pound team, they don't do it a ton. They, it's not it's not really their forte, right? It's not a mode they have a ton on this team. And I think that's the interesting thing with this team is that looking at the the unit overall, their ru- rushing yards per game, I mean, they average 4.7 yards per rush, but a lot if you take Armstrong, that falls to 3.6. So they're not a great straight rushing team. It, it's not really... What they do, they don't do that at a high level. I mean, Keonton Thompson sometimes does it. Devin Darrington is a speedy guy, but they don't really run the ball well. Now, they'll use it to keep you honest. Trust me, they will use it to keep you honest and and let Armstrong kind of do his things and play action ideas. They like to attack that deep middle of the field, that real fertile area right behind the linebackers. And you got to wonder what you're going to see this week. I can expect, I'm telling you right now, Double moves are going to be very plentiful, would be my guess, in this game plan. If you could keep him upright, Brennan Armstrong, that is, the double moves could be deadly. They have been this year against Pitt. Those sluggo routes in the slot, huge. I mean, Dontavian Wicks is a wicked route runner, too. So this makes a lot of sense. The D-line has to at least get pressure to make those fewer and far between. Because this Virginia defense isn't good, so you feel Kenny Pickett and the offense should be able to bounce back from last week's performance and play at a high level, right? That's the point. And you feel like if you can at least get pressure on Armstrong, you can stall a few of these drives, you can stop them, and you can more importantly outscore them. All you need, all you need in this game, in a shootout, is a few stops. And you feel Kenny Pickett and the offense should be able to help you guys win the football game. And listen, I get Pitt has played really well. They shut down Sam Howe. They really buckled down, I think, in the second half of the Miami game. And after a rough first quarter against Duke, they buckled down after that, too. It's been a pretty good stretch here for Pitt's defense and pretty much as consistent a a stretch against competent offenses that I would say. You know, Clemson's not really a competent offense. Neither is Virginia Tech. But I'll tell you what is a competent offense. It's, It's, first of all, Georgia Tech. They have proven to be a pretty solid offense under Jeff Sims, and they did a high level there. They played well against them. North Carolina certainly a competent offense, especially with Sam Howe, and, and Pitt, for the most part, dealt with them quite well. So, you know, they've done it a nice job. They've done a really nice job here. And and I think Pitt, when you look at what they got to do up front, is it's when they're at their best, right? When Kalaja Kansi's getting, when Habakkuk Baldonado, when John Morgan. John Morgan's really come along. This D-line is huge because they can't let those deep plays develop. And that's the thing. That is the essence. The drop-back game is the essence of what Virginia does. And if Pitt can shut down what Virginia does best, which is that drop-back game, trust me, I think Pitt wins this one. It's it, I don't know if it's a terrific matchup for Pitt, but if you look at the lineman one-on-one versus Pitt's D-line one-on-one coupled in with the blitzes they bring from the second level... I think there's real opportunity here 
for Pitt to get legitimate pressure on Armstrong, Wolfolk, whoever it might be. The defensive line, though, huge. Got to stop the run and get pressure to prevent the long developing concepts from Virginia from really hitting all day. Just need a few stops, and I think Pitt can win the game. All right, folks, tomorrow we're going to shift gears a little bit over from the defense and Kenny Pickett. We're going to talk a little bit about this running back room. Why in the world Izzy Abinikanda continues to not get carries, man. We've talked about this before, but I think I have a theory, and I really want to talk with you guys about it. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But, folks, first, before we get out of here, I want to let you guys know about the Locked on Bets podcast. Locked on Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Check that out. Free and available on all platforms. It's a great podcast, folks. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. And as always, hail to Pitt.